You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present The Sandman Lullaby with your host, Patrick Sean Jones. the Sandman Lullaby here on RPA. That's Real Paranormal Activity. As always, i like to thank each and every one of you duders out there that happened to hit that button and say, hey, I want to see what's going on in the land of dreams. And yes, as always, we are talking about dreams. 
but let me introduce my guest. Actually, I have a guest live in the studio. Usually it sucks when I have somebody on the phone and usually the volume level really reeks. But actually, I dragged him all the way from, I think it was, uh, is it Mississippi? Oh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? Wow. Well, I'm a local here. Well, you're a local. Get closer to that microphone. You actually got to get close to that Good microphone. Evening, yeah, you got to talk kind of deep that way. Yes. Yes, you got to. You're soft spoken. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is Donnie King. Good evening. Donnie King is a composer. Yes, that's correct. And you've been composing for a good number of years now. Uh, 14. So uh, why don't you tell me some. Uh, background uh information about yourself because uh maybe some people haven't heard of you and maybe you know a lot maybe maybe a lot i don't know no no, no i'm not saying it that way no but you you've been composing for a while so tell yes. me a tell me a little about yourself before we start getting into the realm of dreams sure well i'm an american i was born in florida and i'm very patriotic and i'm also uh, very i'm getting bit, uh, more confident and uh and more dedicated to my art I'm trying to uh, actually just get myself out there. Um, that's pretty much it. And you've been in a number of bands. Oh yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't like the count. Yeah. Until I can't get al- and, until I can't get along with other musicians, I just start writing things myself. Yeah, but you're, we're all getting older, so oh, yeah, that's the one thing about it. So let's talk about dreams. Dreams. First of all, where do you think we go to uh, when, or where do you think you go to, uh, basically uh, when you dream? Well, it depends on which level of consciousness I explore at the time. Uh, if my dream is uh, exhausted or, or um, you know, exercised or drug-induced, it depends. I don't know. I used to dream a lot. Actually, I haven't had many dreams that were pleasant. Only one wet, wet dream in my life, and uh, the rest were pretty much nightmares. Okay. Well, we're going to go into the nightmares in a second, but let, let's go back to the to the artificial influence to your dreams okay compared to when you were younger when you indulged in probably certain substances of course and right now because i know you're you changed your life and you're totally sober yes and what do you notice the difference between your dream lens between being influenced by certain substances and being sober oh that's a very good question um Usually when I'm influenced by substances, I like to exhaust myself before I go to sleep so I don't have so many nightmares. Um, definitely now that I'm sober, I dream a lot more often, but uh, the nocturnal admissions haven't continued. That's, a, that's you're, a you're, you're still sticking on the nocturnal. Oh, yeah, I've I, only had one, and they're really great. <laughs> uh, usually, um, I, I haven't heard nobody complain about nocturnal emissions. So, <laughs> unless you you're waking up and you got to go do the laundry real quick before your mom finds out, so you know that can be a problem at times. It, it makes all the difference, really. Um, I wake up in bad moods a lot, you know, uh, depending on how rough and tough my dreams get. I've have I have a lot of dreams about natural disaster, uh, holes opening open opening up in the earth and swallowing me, or tornadoes or plane crashes. Uh, Anything from drowning and and actually passing through to see myself—it's kind of strange. Well, how do you travel in your dreams? Uh, I don't really, not really travel. But I usually fall. Uh, I fell. Um, I had a dream one time. I fell through a 747, and now I, I was falling amidst a bunch of burning people with me, and that's kind of different. I, don't know, I guess I could say I was in the Midwest. I seen cornfields before I hit the ground. 
What about your uh, nightmares? That is a nightmare, I guess. Um, uh, I have a lot of those. Sometimes a uh, natural disaster tornado holes in like a sinkhole open in the earth and I get dragged into it or I'm trying to help someone out and they pull me in kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. It's a lot. Um, a lot of you know. A lot of stuff that I paved over. You know, if I woke up in a bad mood, I just try to forget about it. You know, but it's always sure to continue. Never usually the same dream twice. Do you uh, have you ever astral projected before? I've had out of body experiences. That that's what you. Mean. Okay, explain that to me. How how do you actually well, work your way from the beginning to the end? How you actually experience these? At- well, uh, once was during an orgasm, and uh, that was actually safe and comforting. I actually floated in the room and saw myself and saw what was going on above uh, yeah, above head surfaces and things like that. And I was really comfortable. Um, another time, I saw the back of my own head and um, I remember someone asking me if I was okay to drive. And um, I felt like I was being carried away, like weightless, into the sky. And I thought maybe my spirit had left that one time. Um, I'd put myself through a, a lot of hell, so... It was one hell of an experience, though, but it's, it's sort of what had um, solidified uh, a very spiritual sense of self and, and things like that, um, where actually I felt separated from my body and mind for once, and it wasn't really comforting at all. Was this, have you had reoccurring dreams with the same kind of context? No, I was actually conscious when these things happened. So you had a waking dream? I guess that's what you call it. Well, you have the waking dream, and you have you know, when you're in your dream lens, and one can complement the other. And I guess that's when my brain was being nice to me that day. <laughs> <laughs> what about meeting people in your dreams? They're have, all faceless. Really? Mm-hmm. Or, or it's that I'm, I'm all, my attention's always dragged to the, towards the ground or to another point or subject matter in the dream. And I'm not really looking at them, but I sort of, I know them by name some, sometimes. If I dream about a certain person, I know who it is. I don't really need to look at them, but I never really make eye contact with people in my dreams at all. Really? You at don't all. even... What do you time, think that might mean? I'm not sure. I don't time really, I've had a dream about a person, I see her face, it was my mother in a sinkhole. And I went to go help her out, and she pulled me in and started cleaning house while I was... Well, I'm sorry to say, his, uh, Donnie's mother just passed away recently. Yes. Yep, she, uh, she passed away, and... She's in a better place now, for lack of a better adjective. <clears throat> but yeah, in January she passed, and um, she was a really big part of my life and part of my, uh, I guess, um, genetically inherited uh, artistic abilities as well. So yeah, good muse laid to rest there. But uh, yeah, I'm glad she's not suffering anymore. Don't have I don't have dreams about her sickness or necessarily. That's the only dream I've really had about her. Well, that leads into this. Wait, uh, alive or dead, is there anybody you would like to meet inside your dreams? Mm, not necessarily. It's always, um, uh, everybody's always a victim of circumstance or the weather in my dreams or a natural disaster. So it's usually uh, um, people running and I'm joining them in a group to huddle somewhere that's not safe. You know, it's crazy. So, what do you think about, do you have any? certain dreams or one that brings you right to mind right now that might have uh, changed your influence of how you look at the world nowadays? Mm. Uh, not really. I remember having a dream about a white tea party, but tornadoes came to destroy it. Tell me about that. Do you well, remember anything about yes, that? I remember okay, it, like yeah, it let me yesterday. know. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, well, I'm just sitting uh, orange groves outside of a 
darkening sky inside of this tea room. It's kind of country clubbish, and everybody's wearing nice clothes. And I don't really notice myself or what I'm wearing, but I notice how very pristine and cleanly the place is. And then the blackest of clouds form this funnel or vortex and comes and tears the room apart. And it's in smithereens as it's passing by. I seem I seem to um, witness the whole event unharmed, and I'm not being really being pulled into a flow or sucked into a tide, but um, everything is being destroyed before me. Um, and their nice little tea party and chateau is being, uh, yeah, demolished or destroyed. I'm not sure if that's symbolic or how was I to feel. Really, I'm not sure. It was just frightening. So, how did you feel when you woke up? I was frightened, sweating. You know, it put me in a pretty bad day, pretty bad mood for the rest of the day. Um, yeah, it wasn't a good day that day. That, that year was nearly, I mean, sorry, that, that dream was nearly 12 years, 13 years ago. I still remember it like it was yesterday. So have you been able to control your dreams no, at all? No, not at all. So everything comes natural to you? Yeah, anytime I try to fight, it's not hard enough. Anytime I try to run, it's not fast enough. Anytime I try to take shelter from a storm, I'm, I'm like stuck with kids or, you know, it's kind of strange. And I'm like in a, in a, you know, rickety kind of shack. I remember this one dream. I was uh, following a school bus of kids running, and they're running from a tornado or something that was coming near, and they're running into these, you know, little matchbox kind, you know, types of shelter. And I still, you know, it's the only place to go, so I followed them, and you know, places get torn apart and shot clear across, you know, the horizon, or you know, usually, usually to um, actually land floating like a feather, not really hard, like hit the ground and but, you know so I've it's had, not like how everybody says when they fall oh well I've had those too when I've had the fall and I hit the ground and I wake up and the bed shakes yeah quite traumatic you know I think it's just my way or my mind's way of dealing with trauma maybe and it sort of takes it out of the context of where I really um, experience trauma through maybe abuse or drug abuse self abuse you know or how I really um, viewed the world I really don't know if it's just as real as anything else, but, you know, I hate to be caught up in all that. <sighs> but uh, it's definitely a great experience, you know. Um, I've never really seen a tornado in real life. Um, I've never really been a part of a sinkhole tragedy or seen many hurricanes, but never really much harm came from those. But these dreams are really um, took the place of uh, where those harm could be or, or the trauma in my life, and it's just the, my mind's way of dealing with it. It's the way I've sort of been able to live with it or call it by name what about your music uh, my music I, I i don't write songs about things or feelings but i could tell you what i was doing in that part of my life when i wrote the song but it's not particularly about one subject or another you know or or multitudes of that um i, I, I find it um less therapeutic and less cathartic than uh, than i ever um, projected it to be i always felt that it would be you know a completion or, or, or a better illustration without words. Do you envy other people and their dreams when they talk about dreams, when they talk about happy dreams? Or does it just... Well, since I like to keep my dreams to myself, I don't really like to talk to people about what they're dreaming about. Well, no, that's what this whole thing's about. That's what this whole thing's about. Because one thing that we, we talk about, you know, here in RPA and a lot of different shows... Uh, See, a lot of people won't talk about the paranormal and the outside world that usually bothers them because they don't, you know, they don't feel that safe place mm. to be able to sit there and 
talk about stuff like that. And one thing that everybody does one way or another, most of the time, hopefully, because it helps your mental capabilities is dreams. Yes. Well, I, f- I feel like, you know, maybe sometimes my body or mind is getting bored and all the chemicals are flowing or starting to reuptake and, or, you know, starting to uh, process or rejuvenate again. And it just maybe just comes all out of whack or maybe it was the substance abuse that allowed these things to flood or flow so freely that they just do so on their own or, or they just don't know how to be regulated or balanced. These are all just hypotheticals. Over, well, no, you know, no, 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 no. That's no, no idea. <laughs> no, well, it, it, it seems like... You know that you're 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 viewing your past where where you're at right now, because you know back when you were younger, like you keep on, it seems like you keep on talking about substance, substance, substance. Well, that's been most of my life up until a few months ago, or you know, I, I you know. So what actually changed? Uh, all the LSD taking, and, um, all the um, excessive drug use, hard drugs. You know, staying up for nights on end. It would be more of a comfort to me when I slept because I knew I wouldn't dream so much. I'd fall into a harder sleep um, after staying up a few nights, you know. And I actually wrote a lot of that music doing that, too. Um, didn't, not dreaming for nights on end. I was on a drug called Ramiron before, and it would uh, put you to sleep and not and, um, suffocate or stop you from dreaming. So it did stop you from dreaming? Yeah, I took it for about eight months or so. I was, I was out of So how did that make you feel? Did it kind of just constipate you? or? Well, uh, I think it... I started feeling like um, medicating it was just another um, fallacy for what was going on in my head. And so I stopped taking it on my own, and the dreams came right back, and, you know, things were resumed as normal, which I feel in, in, my, in my head that it's more of a natural course instead of, you know, a medicated one. So that was the only drug that really worked. It's really Ramiron is what it was called. I was uh, prescribed to it by a um, dream or sleep specialist that was a psychiatrist. said I was um, uh, exhibiting uh, more signs of PTSD even in, in, in my unconscious hours. So you know, I listened to him and tried it for a while and felt that was unhealthy as well. So what made you change? My own mind. How long did that take? <laughs> Usually my mind has changed within seconds but it's usually not other people's influence or words that do that i felt you know i took the drug for a while and i felt like i wasn't dreaming i was maybe getting more better sleep and sleeping more often but you know it was just not the same not my natural self you know i, I, I can deal with it more as a as an adult now I, easier you know i can process you know the pain or the tragedy or whatever has shaken me from my slumber and i can just process it a lot easier and, and more maturely and try to drive that all that energy that you know I wake with that bad mood into something you know like music or something more productive or something more tangible so do you hear music in your dreams not at all no it's usually um, it's usually scoffed or um, overwhelmed by the environment or what's going on and uh, yeah not too pretty but the, but the sounds are not really what I remember at all about the dreams. Cries of help and winds twisting, things like that. Well, let's 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 try this out. We're going to play one of your tracks, Ooh. and uh, then we're going to come back and we're going to just discuss a little bit, and we're going to see what the input of uh, this music when the the dreams and uh, get some advice. Uh, 
what you think might help yourself and others. And yeah, let's just see. So, Donnie, what did actually that uh, come from? Uh, feelings of feeling defeat, uh, helplessness, um, you know, sadness, I guess. Um, feelings, you know, that you couldn't escape or things you had to deal with. Not necessarily feelings of uh, depression, but feelings of responsibility to that emptiness that I sort of embodied. And uh, it sort of uh, came to me as a song idea. I wrote it in 30 seconds, I think. And then it just sounded naturally, and all these things started coming together. And um, eventually, it became an emotion that I was having, and then I named it Defeated. But before that, it didn't have really a name and an emotion to it, and uh, it was very sorrowful and somber, right where I wanted it to be. And I just couldn't stand that either, so I had to noise it up, put some air compressors and some hissing scents and electric guitar, and sort of, um, you know... Detach, detach from that uh, that um, melancholy kind of thing going on there, and um, it's become one of my favorite songs, uh, one of my most popular as well, uh, on SoundCloud that is, 
And um, uh, its success has gathered me many listeners, and I sort of use it as my divergenizing, you know, break the ice kind of song, and uh, usually the first one I like to play. I usually locks the listener in a lot. <clears throat> but uh, not necessarily about anything in particular, but um, I wish I could just sort of designate it as one thing besides defeated. But I felt like this many times in my life. That you felt defeated? Yes, you know, powerless. You know, to help or to hurt or to feel or harm or learn. Things like that. And I'm sure everybody sort of, all your listeners can sort of, you know, relate to a lot of these things. So, since you're talking about the listeners, what advice actually can you give from your experience, from your, you know, you, you know your past, that's where you gather your strength. That's yes. what leads you into a new tomorrow. Yes. As you know, that's a gift. So, if you can actually look within yourself and the, the, you know, the tribulations and everything that you've been through, you know, for the people that are out there trying to survive and living day by day because, you know, they're going through rough times. What actually advice you think you can actually give them? Well, um, up until recently when I told myself everything was going to be okay, I really was lying to myself and a lot of people. Now that all these crazy things have, and all these vicissitudes have really come to light, um, and it enabled me to really say it. And now when I say everything is going to be okay, I really do believe it is. Um, uh, advice as far as I'm concerned uh, don't take your dreams too seriously you know if they're always shitty they're all shit yeah you well you know. you're a, you're on a <laughs> you're on a yeah you're on a phantom cast so you could say shit okay well shitty I'll, I'll allow you to say shit okay thank you I say crap a lot so I don't think God's listening to this radio station so <laughs> he's tuned into somewhere else Aaron's out there so he's gonna be listening to it so he'll be like yeah you could say shit go shit, ahead yeah it's more real yeah well Either way, um, yeah, for advice for your listeners is uh, don't take yourself too seriously and don't diagnose yourself and especially don't listen to anybody else's nonsense. You know, just take it one day at a time. You know, if you have bad dreams all the time, you know, just pray for more nocturnal admissions like I do. <laughs> That's a way to go. Uh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, that uh, gentleman right there sitting across from me, that is the young Mr. Donnie King. Yes. And uh, where actually, where can they uh, see some of your stuff if they just want to pull it up and just check it all out? Oh, well, I think uh, I'm mostly under a pseudonym by Kamikaze Anomaly on SoundCloud. But you can look at me uh, look me up as uh, D. King. K-I-N-G, I'm usually on Facebook. I usually just use it for art and, and visual visual um, work I do. Uh, well, good. we didn't even get into the visual uh, would, art, man. You're get an artist. It. You I can't for, just no, talk it's, about it. it's, <laughs> no, your art is real good. I told you yes. when you were very young, your your trade should have been into a uh, tattoo artist since yes. it was so, um, you know, how would they call that, deviant art? Uh, a lot of it's ethereal and some, most of it's just um, morbid abstract I gave a thing for Siamese twins, so it's kind of strange. Well, one man's morbid is another yes. man's art, so. Oh, yes, it is. 
There we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, uh, don't forget on Monday, 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 that's Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with your host. Yeah, his name is Mr. Aaron Hunter. He's been doing this for a good couple years. So uh, why don't you check him out? You probably checked him out because you know this is this is his site anyway. So if you haven't checked it out, you're really missing something because that's the man. Uh, on Tuesday, you have uh, Aaron's horror show. You know, this isn't with Aaron Hunter. This is with Aaron Frail. And basically, he goes through a lot of horror stories, horror mm, movies. Dude, no, no, he he really gets. Well, he's a writer, too. Uh-oh. So he uh, he's writing a book called Scanners. And it's it's about let me break this down since I can I listen to this. It's about different uh, God, how could you explain this? Alternate universes that come together as one, but people pop in and out of these different dimensions. It's multiverse. Kind yeah, of it's a multiverse thing. But the more they pop in and out of these multiverses, the thinner the fabric gets. Oh. And the problem is the more they pop in. The, the lines blur. Yeah, well, it, it could destroy that universe. Oh. So, yeah, there's a problem. You probably can't get back. I'm probably paraphrasing the way, you know, he's probably going, you're screwing up my story. No, Aaron, Aaron Frail <laughs> is one of the best. One of the, He is a very good writer. Leave it to him to tell you. And he narrates his story. And he also does, uh, like I said, he talks about movies and, and horror. So, because there's a lot of crap out there. Oh. And, you know. You as know, far as music goes, too, is it's very inspiring. Well, no, no, you're true. It's you're true. true. See, that's why I watch uh, when it comes time to watch TV or anything. I don't watch normal TV no, anymore. No. I either watch, you know, because one side saying one thing, one side saying the other. I watch wrestling. Oh, nice. Yeah, because wrestling, you know, it's going to be rigged one way or another. But oh. it's always the cowboy versus the Indian, or it's the Arab versus the American, the big thing. You know, it's the big conflict. But in the middle, the story always comes together. I like all the sweat. You you, you would like the sweat. The sweat. Okay, let me get to the other show real quick before we get off on this. Uh, the other show that is on RPA that I need to let you know to go ahead and listen to is Terry's Mysterious Moments. And that's with Terry. He comes out on Wednesday. So uh, Monday, Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. Tuesday, Aaron's Horror Show. Wednesday, Terry's Mysterious Moments, and usually the Sandman Lullaby comes out about every other Thursday around there when, you know, I can get in the studio and drag somebody in here and talk about nocturnal emissions. Which I'm sure is the most sexiest. Yeah, there we go. You got anything to say before we set the world free there, Mr. King? Thank you for listening. Dude. As always. Oh, let me let me not forget this. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, don't forget email Sandman Lullaby. That's S A N D M A N L U L L I B Y at gmail.com. I can't wait to listen to you. I can't wait to hear from you. And just send me something. I'm very lonely out here. I'm a lonely old man. Uh, I'm gone. I'll talk to you. Peace. And until next time, you've been in the Sandman Lullaby. 
Ha, 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 ha.